Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. We'll begin from verse 12. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. The scripture says, In him we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Verse 13. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to read verse 14 together. So, ready? Alright, one to go. To the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Let's do it together. One to go. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. How many of you know that you belong to a family that is outside of your natural family? You belong to the family of God. And the Bible says that we are adopted as sons. Scripture not just talks about the fact that you are a child or a son of God, but it also talks about adoption, which is very um, deliberate by Paul. Paul uses the word adoption uh, to symbolize how much it cost God to make you like one of his. So, the Bible says that we are adopted as sons. I know if you're a lady here, you might, you might, <laughs> for the ladies, you might feel that the writer of that particular scripture is being partial because he uses the word sons. But you're not adopted as a daughter. You're adopted as a son. So for the ladies, you're a son. Okay? So we're all sons in the family. The reason why he says sons is because daughters cannot inherit that of the father. But sons will do so. Sons will inherit. Whatever the father has will be passed to the sons. So when the Bible uses the word sons, it's deliberate that your adoption is as that of into sonship. So you are being brought into sonship. Praise the Lord. Let's say it together. I am being brought into sonship. As many as received him to them gave he power to become what? The sons of God. So you are a son. You are a son in the house. You are a son in your father's kingdom. You are not just a slave. The Bible says we have not received the spirit of bondage. Again to fear. But we've received the spirit of sonship. Whereby we cry. Abba Father. The word Abba is an intimate word. That Jesus used. When Jesus prayed. and He always said Abba. The disciples and the Pharisees were always. Um, worried about that. Abba. 
Abba is an intimate way of saying my father. Because you don't, you cannot, God is seen to be a God who is so far and we all are, you know, down there. But Jesus says, Abba Father. Abba Father. So the Bible says, Paul is reading, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named. Which means that we are a part of a big family. And the family not just only includes um, those that you can see right now, but it also includes those who are in heaven. If you have a family in heaven, and you also have a family here. Praise the Lord. So it's a big family. The family that we belong to is, is a huge family, which supersedes every other family that you come from. Do you understand that? It's good to know what obtains in your family. Every family has a character. There is the mode of operation of every family. You know your family better than other people, right? So every family has a mode of operation. There is a way our father operates. There is a way our family is. We belong to the greatest of families. We belong to a family that cannot be cursed. We belong to a family that is royalty. Have you ever been proud of, of, um, for example, okay, have you seen someone who is proud of where he or she comes from and is not hesitant to use his name? For example, you, you walk up to any space and you say, my name is Philip Dangote. That name will open doors for you. You understand what I'm saying? So your family speaks. The name of your family speaks. But you belong to a royal family. Hallelujah. You belong to a family that it takes one to know how privileged he or she is to be grateful for this family that we belong to. That's your reality. Hallelujah. That's your reality. Many of us are more conscious of our earthly family than we are of our heavenly family. Many of us are more conscious of the natural, the natural family. But Paul says, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. See after me, see, I belong to this family. Hallelujah. I belong to this family. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 16. 
that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that he will grant you up according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that he will give me according to the riches of his glory you know what god gave you is according is according you know we've talked about that before that the power he gave you is a power that is according as the power that he gave you is an according type of power so he says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. My family is a rich family. Hallelujah. I come from a rich family. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Let's call this message um, let's call it inner power or inner strength. There is strength on the inside of you much more than you know. So, can you look at your neighbor and say you are a million times stronger than you are inside than you are on the outside? Do you believe that? That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Somebody say might. Let me show you what that word might means. Might means in the Greek this is dynamis which means a force or a miraculous power. It is <laughs> this word is miracle working abilities. Do you understand it? So he says that he will grant you inside of you miracle working abilities. Let's say it together. Miracle working abilities. So what do you have on the inside of you? Miracle working abilities. Have you ever heard this song? He's a miracle walking God. He's a miracle walking God. You know that song? He's the Alpha and Omega. That's first and last. You're not there. You see, you are also a miracle walker. That's what the word says. Anywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty He. Are you scared to sing the song? 
vida. My Lord. My So this doing good is for only him. He said, no, he will grant you miracle working abilities. That he will grant you what? Miracle working ability. Somebody say might. Say it loud. Say might. One more time. Say might. What is might? Dynamis or dunamis. That's what might is. And we said might is miracle walking abilities. Say it again. Say miracle working abilities. That means that God wants you to live a life of the supernatural. Now imagine anywhere you went, you knew that you you could do miracles. Just think about it. Wouldn't you be looking for problems? Hey, miracle working ability is in me. Do you understand it? He says that he will grant you what? Miracle working abilities. You are listening to me. I want you to be saying it. I want you to say it. That he will grant you what? Miracle working ability. Who is, who is more true? The word or your experience? The word of God is more true than your experience. That he will give to me miracle walking abilities. So anywhere you go, what do you do? Miracles. What is a miracle? What's the difference between magic and a miracle? That's your assignment. I know the answer. But you know when teacher doesn't know the answer, he will say it's your assignment. <laughs> no, but I know the answer. I've said it before, right? You guys can remember. A miracle. A miracle. A miracle is something that is supernatural. We all know. That's a miracle. So think about it. How many of you are living the miraculous life? Think about it. Somebody say, I am. Amen. You are meant to live the miraculous life. That he will grant to you miracle working abilities. You have the ability. Jesus said, go and heal the sick. Go and raise the dead. Cast out demons. This sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. If they take deadly things, it will not hurt them. So you are a miracle worker. Do you believe that? You are a miracle worker. So you see, I'm a miracle worker. It's not pride. See, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not what perish but have what everlasting life. For God so loved the world. He so loved you. It's about you. The Bible didn't say for God so loved himself that he called everybody to himself that whosoever believes in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. No. It's about you. He wants you to be a miracle worker. Jesus said to the disciples, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. God has called us to live the Christ life. It's called us to live the Christ life. The Christ life is a miracle walking kind of life. Bring this to your own context. For example, just like Jesus, you are asked to pay um, tax and there's no money in your pocket. You just send, you send one of your buddies, you know, go to Jabi Lake and you see a fish there, money is waiting for you there. Out of the mouth of the fish you pick a thousand dollar note. Okay. A hundred dollar note. And when you take one, it will become hundred. Then all of a sudden when you hold it, it will be like you're holding a bundle. You see the way all of you are saying, hmm. Unbelief. Or, you had bag of rice in your kitchen. And the bag of rice, you know, was going to finish in the next um, two days. And you get back to the store. It had gotten to half. When I was, when I was, I, there, there was a time I really desired to see the supernatural in my life. I used to pray and say, Lord, and I still do that. Say, Lord, I want to see the supernatural. Because these things did not happen just in the days of Elijah, Moses, David, who again, Jesus. No. It happened just some decades ago. Some of us were in touch with the ministry of the legend Archbishop Idahosa who walked miracles. So, when, when I saw that, I used to pray and I, I would say to myself, Lord, I want to see the supernatural in my days. Because this word is true. That he will grant you miracle walking abilities. And you know the funny thing, I'll talk about this on Sunday. You see, there is a level you get to that you begin to do the supernatural at will. <laughs> Let me leave that for Sunday. So, I always pray that I want to be like that man who will do miracles. Somebody is walking up to meet him and he doesn't have eyeball. And all of a sudden, he lays hands on the person and the flesh forms. The fluids in the eye form, the layers of the eyeball forms, the pool pills, they form, and all of a sudden there is eyeballs. These things happen real. 
There was a day, a man came to our church in Kano. I've shared this story with you. And his leg, the way his leg was dangling, naturally speaking, he could not walk. So my father just looked at the man, said, keep him on the pool, keep him there. Where I just left, keep him there. And didn't even pray for him. Immediately my dad came down from the stage, the man stood up. We saw it, and everybody kept quiet. After a few seconds, everybody started shouting. Miracle working abilities. Now, you see, these miracle working abilities we're talking about is not necessarily healing the sick, raising the dead. It is about you doing a miracle in your family. That kind of thing. It's about you wearing a cloth or you're wearing a jacket, for example. And you know this jacket has been five years going down the, the road. But all of a sudden, it feels like it's new. It's like not having money and then you begin to call for money. And money begins to appear in your pockets. It's like sleeping and waking up one day and someone coming to knock at the door and hands you over the key of a Range Rover and he says, that's your car. The moment you turn, you can't find the person again. Angels. That's what I'm talking about. You know these things happen. Many of you, you keep limiting yourself to, I want to hear testimonies. <laughs> See, I want to experience it. You know what I told Basi? Um, I think it was a week, a week ago. I said to Basi, I said, Basi, one of the things that the Lord ministered to me about this year is that we are going to buy extraordinary things, extraordinarily expensive things for cheap this year. That's something that costs about, um, say, one millionaire. Somebody will say, just bring 10K. Give me an ticket. That's a miracle. <laughs> That's miracle walking ability. Meanwhile, somebody came and said, how much is this? The man said, can I give you 500,000? And the man said, no, I'm not selling. But when you came, he says, I have just 10K. Give me. Miracle walking abilities. Have you seen where somebody is sick? The person lays hands on himself. I receive my healing now. And all of a sudden, you are healed. Miracle walking abilities. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a miracle walker. Hallelujah. That he will grant you what, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with miracle walking abilities through his spirit in the inner man. You know, many of us have not learned to respond to the word. You know, we've not learned to respond to the word of God. When the word of God is being preached, you don't know how to respond to it. Because you are... You are more of a quoter of the scripture. You know how to quote the scripture. 
You see, responding to the word is not just quoting or knowing what it says. It's living it. That's how to respond to the word. I don't just want to know what the word says. I want to show you what the word is saying. That's someone who wants to respond to the word. When men will say there is a casting down, I will say there is a lifting up. I want to do it. I don't just want to preach it to you. I want to do it myself. When everybody is saying the obvious, the negative, everybody is saying one story, I want to be saying something different. When men will say there is a casting down, Phil will say there is a lifting up. Let me show you something in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. We must learn to respond to the word. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He says, no, I want the King James Version, please. The old King James Version. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness. Now, conversation here is not just talking about what you say. But conversation here is talking about the manner of life. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's talking about your manner of life. Conversation. Let your conversation, manner of life. So he says, let your manner of life be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said. Who, who is the he? God, right? Who is the he? God. Yeah. For God had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you. How many of you know what confession is? How many of you know what confession is? Confession is what? Saying what God, saying the same thing that God has said. Homologia. Confession. That's what confession means. So, he says, For God had said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you believe this? That God will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you remember this when your heart broken? You better do. Do you remember this when you feel lonely? You better do. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, who made this comment? Who made this? Who said this? Hmm? God. Let's go to the next verse. So that we may boldly say. You see, you say what has been said. That's how to respond to the word. Now, I told you that conversation is manner of life. So, your manner of life should be doing the word. You say what he has said. You do what he is saying. I'm not just saying it. So he says, so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Praise the Lord. So we must respond to the word. We must learn to respond to the word. Let's know what the Bible says. Let's know what the Bible teaches. And then do it. The Bible has said 
that I will make you prosperous in the land, for example. You are the one God wants to use to be an example of that word. Do you understand it? If you apply yourself to that scripture, you're going to see yourself live it. Do you know that at this point, you should know by now that you cannot be poor anymore. By now you should know. Why? Because you are under a covenant of prosperity. By now you should know that sickness cannot stay. Hear me? Cannot stay in your body. If it comes, it will go. Doesn't mean that you will not be eat by it. If it comes, it will what? It will go. You know the Jews had a covenant. The Jews had a covenant. If God accepted the sacrifice of the high priest for the rest of the year, um, none of the Jews will be sick. Whatever they do will prosper. Their plants will prosper. Their Money will grow fat and their wealth will increase. You know. The Jews could not be sick because they were under a covenant. So when Jesus looked at that woman who came to beg him. The woman who was the Syrophoenician woman. Who was not a Jew. She came to Jesus and said. My daughter is vexed with a devil. So please help my daughter. And she was begging. You know what Jesus called the woman? He called the woman what? A dog. And he said, it is not meat for me to give the children's bread. Who are the children? The Jews. It's not meat for me to give the children's bread to the dogs. Who are the dogs? The Gentiles or the non-Jews. So, The woman humbled herself and even though Jesus called the woman a dog, she still said, yes, Lord. Even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Which tells me that if you are well positioned, you will enjoy the same thing. Since the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And then Jesus said, this woman worries me. This woman worries me. But at the end of the day, he struggled. Jesus struggled to heal the daughter of the woman who was not a Jew. Because the covenant was not with the Gentiles. The covenant was with the Jews. But when Jesus now saw... The woman who was bowed down. You know, you remember that woman in the Bible? That woman who was bent over. And then when he looked at the woman, the first thing he said is, Ought not this woman be healed, being the daughter of Abraham? Which means that sickness is not supposed to be found in this woman. Because she's of the covenant. So by now, if you don't know that you are connected to the covenant 
through Christ, you will permit what you're not supposed to permit. You're going to allow what you're not supposed to allow. Now, you see, your salvation is a legal matter. As much as redemption is legal, adoption as sons is also legal. Which means that when God saved you in redemption, He did not just make you an individual who is forgiven. Which is what salvation could have said. No. He not just forgave you, but He empowered you. So that you are not just a forgiven sinner, but you are a forgiven son. <laughs> because adoption talks about bringing you into sonship. So it, it raises your status and brings you to a new level. You see, that's why what Jesus did on the cross is costly. And he's an overpayment. There is no sin and there is no iniquity that can surpass the sacrifice. It's not possible. So, if by now you don't know that sickness is illegal, you will tolerate it. Don't protect it. If by now you know that lack is illegal, <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's illegal. No, it's, it's, not, it's not legal in your kingdom. You know, I started by saying, you belong to a family. And I was hammering on it. I was just going gradually. That you belong to a family. Your father is rich. When Paul was introducing God, and talking about you. You know what he said? He says, blessed be God who has blessed us. So that you know that your blessing is from a blessed man. <laughs> so when the Bible says, blessed be God, he first established the fact that God is rich. Your father, he, he holds. <laughs> he says that he will grant you, go back, according to the riches of his glory. Your father is rich. Now, how many of you know that performing miracles is not a problem for Jesus? He knows he has it. The ability to turn water to wine, to look at someone, okay, two fish, five loaves of bread. Father, thank you because you, y'all, you before you know it, everybody has to eat. Jesus, superstar. My hero. But you see, you'll be, you, you will be mistaken not to see that there is a difference between Jesus and Christ. That he will grant you according to the riches of the glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Next verse. That Christ may dwell. Now listen. Jesus is the man. Jesus is not dwelling in your heart. It's Christ that is dwelling in your heart. But 
Who is Christ? Who is Jesus? Christ is what made Jesus Jesus Christ. (laughs) Christ is the Hebrews describe him as the Messiah. The Romans or the Greeks describe him as Christos. But the English interpretation is Christ. Which is, Christ means the, the character, the virtue and the quality of God in a person. Or the character and the virtue, the quality of God personified. That's Christ. You didn't get it. Are you sure you did? I'm not talking about a human being. I'm talking about a character, a quality, a virtue. Now, you pick somebody's character, somebody's quality, somebody's virtue, and you make a person out of it. You catch it. That's Christ. So, Christ is the person of the virtue. Am I losing you? Do you understand it? Do you understand what I said? Christ is the personified quality, virtue, and character of God. So, who is inside you is not Jesus, the man. Because Jesus, even though he is the Christ... But the physical man cannot be inside of you. Okay, let me explain this. Now, uh, for example, you see this cup here. If I heat this cup many hundreds of degrees of, and it becomes liquid, now it has gone into another state. It has expanded. Right? It has expanded. The molecules are more far apart than they were. It's, a, it's in a different state. Now, if I keep heating the liquid, it will go into gas. So, your cup has become gas. But at the level of gas, you can't call it cup anymore. But it's the same thing. So, God, who is omnipotent, is the expanded form, the almighty God. Now, when you bring the almighty God into a human being, is Jesus. So, you see, God is existing in different states. And now, when you take the Christ, you now take the attitude, which is the spirit of God. You know, I I told you the attitude is small s. So, you take the attitude, which has now become the big s, the Holy Spirit, the attitude, the virtue, the quality of God, and you put it inside of you. So that you will be as He is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so, 
Christ is in you to make you do the miraculous that the expanded form can do. So when you pray for some things, God will provide those things in the expanded form. But you have to bring it into three dimensions. You have to bring it into the tangible. Do you understand it? Let's go back. I'm debating. <laughs> that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend. With all the saints. Now. With all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height? Verse 19. Look at this carefully. To know the love of Christ, which past knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Is it possible to be filled with all the fullness of God? Is it possible for you to have the entirety of the expanded form inside of the contained form? It is. Somebody's catching something now. Verse 20. Now to him who is able. Can you say after me, God is able. Shout it loud again to God is able. To him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We ask or think. God is able. Is able. According to the power that works, that works where? Talk to me now. That works where? Again, that works where? Somebody said there's a mighty power working in me. Now, listen, this works is called energio, which is another word for power. You know, we talked about might, which is dunamis, that he will grant to you uh, to be strengthened with dunamis, okay, according to the, um, according to the working of his mighty power, okay. That's Ephesians, that's Ephesians 1.19. But this one, go back to 3, uh, 3.19. Is it 19? 3.20. Yeah. It says, according to the power that works in us. Now, the power that works in you is what we call energio. Energio means operative power. Operative Somebody say operating power. Say, I, I didn't hear you. Operating power. Yes. Now, there's a difference between available power and operative power. There's a difference between available power and operative power. Let me say it again so you catch it. This man just caught it. There's a difference between Available power and operative power. 
There is a difference between available power. Okay, you have it. Say I have it. The fact that you have it doesn't mean all of it is working. Hey. <laughs> There's a difference between available power and operative power. God will do for you according to the operative power. Now, you see why people have different results? Because if it was according to available power, everybody will have the same result. But it's according to operative power. So, now, we all go back to position and experience again, yeah? It depends on how you know how to work this thing. If you know how to work the power. You see, Paul prayed, he says, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the glory of the riches of the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power in you. That the communication of your faith may be effectual by the acknowledging of what is inside you. Now, there are some Christians who don't generate operative power. You are stuck with available power. And that's why you will not go beyond where you are in the faith. See, how many of you want to step into new waters? Kalaboshada. You see... God is progressive with you. And if you don't come to the place of operational power, you will not see some things you are meant to see. Ask yourself, Jesus, why is it that Jesus still had to pray? Even though he was God personified. Why? Can I tell you one of the ways that second let's look at second Timothy one verse six. Second Timothy one verse six. Let me show you something. Second Timothy one verse six. Now it says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God. You see, Paul uses the word stir here, which means that you're meant to walk this thing. You see, many of us, our operative power is ground level. Ground. Ground, ground zero. Grounded. That's why you're grounded. I'm not joking, truly. Your oper- that's the power you need for operation as a son. Is different from the power that he gave you. Let's let's use uh, let's use the power sector in Nigeria. How much power do we generate? Who knows, please? I don't know. Five thousand megawatts. Okay. How many eventually gets to? How many is working practically? Like like now, I can plug my phone and all that. Two thousand something. Now that's op- the operational power. But the available power is the 5,000. The operational is the 2,000. God has given us 
available power which is according. It is according. But the energy, the working power is grounded. And I will tell you what to do. To bring your operational power to maximum level. I'll tell you what to do. You want to know? Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. See, where Paul uses the word stir up, he's talking about working something. Okay? And he says the gift of God. He's not just saying the gift of the Spirit. We all know that the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, um, he's not talking about the gifts of the Spirit per se. No. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. You must know how to engage the Spirit. You must know how to make the Holy Spirit active in you. Operational power. Operational power. Let me show you this again. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Says not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. Lift up your hands and say, I will be fervent in spirit. See, for you to generate operational power, you must be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. For you to generate operational power. That is in line with available power. You must be fervent in spirit. And that's the reason why, um, you see, many of us, we, we take God's business like duty. Because you are using your own power. You know, I told you this year, it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you are not fervent in spirit, these things will be like work for you. Serving God is like a chore for you. To even pray is a chore. To study your Bible, which is supposed to come with ease, is a chore. It's work. You must be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. You see, when the Bible says... That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to His mighty power that works in you. That working power, energia, is also signified to, it also means to glow in spirit. It's like you are, the inner person inside of you is glowing. It's Boiling in the spirit. And because you boil inside, you're glowing on the outside. That's what it means to be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Now, one of the ways you'll be fervent in the spirit is to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's to pray in tongues. You know what many of you do? I'm talking small, small because I want this thing to be entering you. I can preach and turn you off your chairs right now, but I don't want to do that. 
Many of you, when you are alone, you just, that's the time to pray in the Holy Spirit. You will not. You will just be thinking. <laughs> that's what many of us do. We sit down and we just think. And, and if I ask you, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Nothing significant. Do you know, most times we use alone, which is meant to be productive and arrange things in the spirit for you. You just don't do anything. You just chill. You just chill. And that's why you are chilled in the spirit. Grounded in the spirit. It's true. I've seen people who can, you know, my, my, mom, my mom's place. Well, I'm not going to mention the name because this, this, I don't know where this can get to. And she probably will listen to the message and she will feel bad. You see, but my mom, her people have a very funny way of staring. They stare and they will sit down, cross their leg as though they are thinking about something very serious. But they are not. Try not to laugh, so I give you the real look. You know, you just sit and fold your hand. They are not. They are not thinking about anything. Some of us, in our private time or in our alone time, which is the time you are meant to be praying in the Holy Spirit, you just be looking. But when you have learned how to be fervent in spirit, you will glow inside and outside. And it will be easy for you to connect to spiritual things. You know, you, you'll come to a place like this and you'll not, you'll not feel like you need to go through praise and worship. <laughs> go through praise, worship before you connect. Many of us, have, we, we have lost it. Fervent in spirit. See, according to the walking of the power in you. It says you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Make you free. It's not the truth that makes you free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. Operational truth. <laughs> you understand it? The lecturer, he taught us the same thing. You and I sat down. Now, I'm the one preaching. I'll use myself as a good example, okay? So, the lecturer taught me and you were in the same class. I listened. I understood what he was saying. (laughs) You did not. When the exam came, the fact that we are blood brothers does not mean that he will just pass us. No, it's operational truth will come into play. Operational, the one that you know will make you free. So, he will not pass because he's my brother, and I will not fail because I'm his brother. I will pass because of what I know, and he will fail because of what he doesn't know. Operational truth. If you think I will use myself because I'm passing, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can will not fail. I can. If if I can fail, they won't be here. Where in K? Stop. <laughs> he won't be here. Praise the Lord. 
How many of you want to see the supernatural? You need operational power. That's the bottom line of this message. Inner strength. There is power inside of you. If you want to see the supernatural work in your life, you need to have that level of operational power that is working inside of you. Energia. Somebody say energia. That's a type. There's dunamis, which is available power, but there is energia you need for experience. Your, your, your energia should be like the dunamis. You understand that? So, you must be fervent in the spirit. Pray in the, pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. Cultivate the habit when you are alone. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Because when you do that, you, <laughs> you are putting things into operation. You know, you know, somebody said, oh, Pastor Phil, all this praying in tongues thing, how do they know what they are saying is real? I don't know what these people are talking about. How do they know they are not pretending? You know, you see, you are, you are living in the village and you just go out of your father's house and people are running towards you and they say, hey, car hit somebody. Car has killed somebody. You two, you now run inside and all you know about car is that car kills. That's what you know. That car kills. So, when you see a car coming, guess what you will do? You run away. Because you don't want the car to kill more. Hey. And even if I want to give you a car, what would you do? You and your seed perish. Your gift and you perish. You reject it. Why? Because all you know about a car is that it kills. And you don't know that there is AC inside car. You don't know that car can move you quickly from A to B. So, for those of you who don't pray in the Holy Spirit, and you are stuck there, you are believing a lie. There is more to it. Do you understand it? It's just like, I like the way Pastor Bjorn put it. He said that uh, God saved you, and when he saved you, he made everything ab- available for you. When everything is made available for you, you are now choosing, no, I want this one. I want healing. Prosperity, no? I want. You are choosing. When the menu, the menu is full option. Somebody went to America in the hotel. Didn't know that his hotel bill covered what was in the fridge. He was hungry and he allowed himself to starve because he says he didn't want to pay for what is in the fridge. <laughs> the blood of Jesus has covered everything. Everything. Hallelujah. You see, but my people perish 
Because they lack operational power. They don't know how to walk this thing. Oh no. You know, sometimes I, I, can, I can imagine Jesus feeling like he wants to come down and show us what we can be. Says, These guys don't know that the Christos is in them. They don't know. Operational power is inside of you. Let's go back and let me round off the scripture. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse. Guess what? Verse 20. We're, we're on 20 now. Okay. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works inside of you. Verse 21. To him be glory in the church. To him be glory where in the church. To him be glory in the church. You see, God wants you to be supernatural. So you produce glory. Everywhere you go, glory. 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 To him be glory in the church. The kind of glory God will give us this year is not a hidden glory. It's a speaking glory. Says, Behold, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon us and his glory shall be seen. To him be glory in the church. Look, I want to see glory on you this year. Now, let me tell you something. Eh? When I say I want to see glory, I didn't say I want to see smoke. I didn't say that. I didn't say I want to see smoke around you. I didn't say I want to see spookiness around you. I want to see evidence. Hmm? Evidence. You're going to walk something this year. You know, there's a very strong prophetic grace on me. You're going to walk something out this year. To him be glory in the church. Glory in the church. That kind of glory that I'm talking about. Um, people look at you and just like you. That's glory. You have not said anything. They just see you and they just like you. Glory. Your own terms are different. You are exempted. Glory. The deals they make with other people when it comes to you is different. Glory. Look at Samson. Samson was a man who did miracles. He took the city gates. And he didn't just do that. He took the gates and he started climbing a hill. The Bible describes his strength and does not make emphasis on the way he looked. Which means that Samson was not muscular. He was normal. So what made it different is the ability. <laughs> Miracle walking ability. This out of you. That he will grant to you what? Might. Might. Somebody say I received might tonight. You will go back to that situation and you will bring miracle walking ability. Why? Because there is 
energia inside of you. Walking power inside of you. For there is a mighty work in me. Hallelujah. It's a mighty work. So I want to see evidence this year. See, glory is not too far. It's not too far. See you, you smell good, you look good. Hey, please, I need, um, I need someone who will give, uh, give the church 200,000 naira. And you say, Pastor, I am available to be used by God as glory. You know, when we pray that people will give in millions, the foolish ones keep quiet. Not knowing that you have to have before you give. I'm not saying you believe God to give. I'm saying you... <laughs> I'm saying you will have and you will give. It's called glory. Mighty power working in you. Mighty power in you. Is it not Timmy Dakolo, our dear friend, who, oh, the last time I, this guy did not have, but he's, he's a landlord now. His story changed overnight. It's called glory. Somebody's story this year will change overnight. Overnight. Will change overnight. You know what the prophet said? He said, by this time tomorrow, what is expensive, that is, goat head was sold at the price of a Rolls Royce. If you converted it. Goat head. I'm not talking about you see a... <laughs> He says, by this time tomorrow, it will be sold for chicken change. And the person said, no, it's not possible. The prophet looked at him and said, you will see it with your eyes and you will not partake of it. Look, in this year, you are going to show glory. You see, the kind of glory... Many of, many of us will be married this year. Many of us will have our children this year. Many of us will... No, now, let me, let me prophesy specifically. Okay? You get it? So that I don't join my own self. Because the preacher and I say us. No. The one I know does not concern me, I say you. The my, I will say us. Praise God. So many of us will be married this year. Many of you will carry babies. <laughs> Miracle walking ability is inside of you. You have it inside of you. Now go wherever you are. Begin to do miracles. You are a miracle walker. Say it. Say, I am a miracle walker. Miracle walking ability is inside of you. It's inside of you. I advise you, learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. Some of you have never done it. Never. The only time you pray is when they say, let us pray. That's the only time you pray. It's a shame. It's a shame. Somebody say operational power. Pray in the Spirit for two minutes. Just go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit for two minutes.
Zukaki kabros kabande he. Rabada brebedes kabroba dobrobedes kabroba diga debravadask. In Jesus' name. Look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. Can I, can I admonish you that um, you are strong on the inside? You need to know it. You are strong on the inside. There is might inside of you. You need to be conscious of it. And the Bible says, be fervent in spirit. You are zealous in spirit. You are zealous. You are not cold at any time. You are not going to allow any incidents bring coldness to your spirit man. No. You are fervent in the spirit. You are a man of prayer. You are a woman of prayer. You are not easily discouraged. You are not easily down. Did you hear that? You are not easily weighed down. No. You are fervent in spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with issues here. Because many of you are really down. So I'm down, I'm down. No, you're not. You are stronger inside than you know. You are. You're not weak. You're not. You're not. The Christos is inside of you. You must know it. So I can't ask you to come here and do something and you say you are shy. You are not, you're not weak. You cannot, you cannot say you are scared because it's, it's night. Or because you are alone. You are not afraid. What can man do to you? Do you understand what I am saying? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. You can walk boldly to someone and say, Jesus loves you. And you are not shaking. Now, there, is, there are many things that are responsibilities in church. But you see the way we are. We all cannot do everything. So most of this work, you have to carry the work outside. So when I tell you now, I said to you, go and bring someone to church. Or witness to someone and bring the person to church. There is miracle working power in you to be able to do that. That is an opportunity. You are meant to have said to yourself that I will exercise this working power. You know what many of you have done? Many of you have blended with your working place. You are blended. We are blending. We are men. You are blended and you are not willing to show the miracle working ability. You are, you are too blended. But it's not too late. Show your difference. Show your difference. Show your difference. You are different. Show your difference. You are, see, you are not just God's representative. You are my representative. You are the church's representative. There was one of, one of us here, one of my sons, who put something very funny on Facebook. And I sent him a personal message. I said, this video is very funny, but I don't expect this video from you because you represent me. So take it down. So he took the video down. So, you're not afraid of anything. Do you understand it? You are not afraid of anything. 
You are not weak in any way. You are not down. You are not discouraged. There's much inside here. There's so much of hope inside of you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. There's so much power inside of you. They give you a target in the office. Miracle working ability. You can meet it. Your boss is asking you to do something. You can surpass him. It's called miracle working ability. You can be creative. When if you don't, some of us don't have jobs that we're doing. You can create the job. Miracle working abilities. There's somebody who is photographer to president. When he started as a photographer, they must have probably told him, oh, you don't get work where you go do. There's somebody who is the baba to president. And you know there's babas and there's a baba. There's somebody who is tailor to president. There's tailor and there's a tailor. It's not the same. But he will grant to you might in your inner man. You are stronger inside than you know. You're not that weak. You're not. It's a deception. It's a mirage. You're not that weak. You're not. You fall sick and you feel you can't do what you're meant to do. You're not that weak. Shake it off. Miracle working ability. I'm not telling you what the Bible didn't say. So you must know if they will say 60 people will make it in Abuja, you are one of them. You cannot be outside the number. So I'm not psyching you. It's the word. One has to be a lie. Either my experience is a lie or the word is a lie. But I told you it's according to the working of this power. Energia. The power that you engage. Hallelujah. You're going to do great things this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. For those of you who want to pray as much as you know you should, you have the grace to do it. For those of you who want to have a flow, open heavens in your conversation with, with the Father, you have it. In the name of Jesus Christ, you receive grace to do business and make profits. There are some people who are making 30%, some are making 60%, some are making 100%. You don't have different heads. The 100% grace is on you. Multiplication. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, give God praise. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.